Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison, and today I'm excited to have one of Nelthi's three founders, Ludwig Schrodel, as our guest on the show. Ludwig is a successful entrepreneur who exited his first company at the age of 23 and has since built, invested in, and exited another five companies. How incredible. From his LinkedIn profile, he is someone who believes that we live in an age of infinite opportunity and the economic rewards for genuine intellectual curiosity have never been higher. Well, with that in mind, let's hear from Ludwig himself. Ludwig, hello, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Now it's my time, right? That's your turn. I'm doing great, thank you. Before we get into an in-depth conversation about NFTs and Web3 investments, could you please tell us and our audience a little bit about you and your background? As you said, I'm Ludwig. I'm currently 26 years old. I'm originally from Germany. I lived in a very small village, I would say, and I was in college, started studying right after, but it always felt kind of wrong for me. And I felt that I can't really connect with people working there. And I had my disputes with authorities, everything, you know, from these classical stories. I wanted to be an entrepreneur anyways, but didn't know exactly how to do it. And that's why in general, I thought starting in a big company could be the move to learn something, to see how people work there. But at the end of the day, I didn't felt right. I didn't feel right there. And because in my family who was an entrepreneur, I decided that I have to find a mentor. And that's why I have written around a hundred letters to different entrepreneurs around the globe. 20 of them answered. One said yes. And so I started to work as chauffeur for free. And short side note, I think a mentor relationship should be without the remuneration. And that's why I did it for free and just drove this guy around. It took me weeks, asked many questions as possible, why he's investing that way, why he has a holding company, why he's doing this and why he's doing that. And after a while, I become his assistant. And with this, I also learned my first co-founder to know, Wolfgang, with whom I founded Edo. And that was in 2016. And since then, as you said, a lot of things happened. How incredible. I love that you decided you needed a mentor and and you went out and worked hard to get that. What was it that made you think? I know you mentioned that you didn't have anyone in your family, but what inspired you to think, well, a mentor would be a good move? I started to read books very early on, I would say with 15 or something. I always had the feeling that someone who is rich or someone who is already a successful entrepreneur can tell me better how it is to be successful than someone who is just speaking about it or talking about it. So I've seen some YouTube videos from people who are very inspired and I thought, how can I connect with them? And I think especially nowadays, it's not so difficult to find entrepreneurs, but it's difficult to get in contact with them because there's a lot of noise for them, a lot of people trying to reach out. I thought if I'm close to someone who has already done it, he probably can shape me or at least he probably can help me to find a way how I can replicate his success somehow. And back in the days, I thought writing letters, like real handwritten letters, could be a good way to get in touch with someone who is so busy and gets so many inquiries and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why at the end of the day, I thought a mentor could be the best solution to find a way to become an entrepreneur. In layman's terms, what can you teach us about NFTs and Web3 investments, just in simple terms? What I've learned so far is that we should add that this is not financial advice and it's not for the US in general. But what I can say is that the market is very early and that's why it's still very 
volatile. And I know a lot of people think they missed out the opportunity. But if you ask me, I think that we are still early. And if we look at economic data, we already also see this. And that's why only money, what you don't need or where you would be okay if it's gone, should be invested. And that means that stars from yesterday, and I know this is hard, but could be losers today and other way around. And I hope it doesn't sound like advertising, but that's why I really believe in index products. And if you ask me what someone can learn about Web3 investments in general or NFT investments, I would say all in all, they are companies. We shouldn't see them as cryptocurrencies or something, but also NFTs, all of them are companies. So if you invest, you should ask the typical questions. Who are the founders? Do they have experience? Which problem is the project solving? Is it just maybe another PFP collection, which means like profile collection? Many people know this probably about board apes on Twitter and stuff. Or is there a real added value and how do they earn money is there a business model and so on so it's not just about opening a, an account on a platform and buying willy-nilly you actually have to do your homework like you would do with any regular investment Exactly. And I think that this is very important because I also believe that a lot of people are overinvested, especially in crypto. So these people who invest in crypto invest a lot, but you should write down a number which is okay if it's gone. And if this number isn't there yet, you should half it and then ask this question again until there is a, is an amount which you're okay with. You definitely should check them like real companies as well as it's not just a cryptocurrency or a token which comes, but at the end of the day, there are some really good projects. And if you invest in them, you can profit from it probably but you should do your homework. I think that's excellent advice. The important thing now, Hilmar, is to stay in the market now. Because like, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I documented my first Bitcoin and Ethereum bought twice in 2017. I mean, I made it through every site. The most important thing is to stay in the hard times because now it's where real deals are made. And a good advice here maybe could be that people should use dollar cost average. So instead of putting a huge amount one time in the market, they should divide it by 12 months or maybe weeks or days. I don't know how they prefer. And then they invest over a longer period, which creates an average price and which lowers the risk. Excellent. Again, just as you would in the stock market, the same advice holds true for this. Let's talk a bit about Nelthi. What can you tell us about Nelthi and how did you come up with this idea? You made a pretty good transition, to be honest, because what we did at the end of the day is we've stole from the classical capital market. Because we have seen that ETFs, so exchange traded funds, skyrocketed last year from, I think, 700 or $708 billion to $10,000 billion, according to BlackRock. And we believe that in this time, people want to invest diversified, but without a heavy time invest. So we thought, okay, why is there no solution for the crypto market? Or at least why is there no on-chain solution for the crypto market? A token which is physically backed by top assets in a different or in a specific Web3 sector, and which rebalance itself dynamically without any human decision. The idea came in a night where I checked floor prices. Floor prices is the amount or the current price of an NFT collection. And I woke up and just checked floor prices and said to myself, no, that can't be it anymore. I have to sell all my NFTs and I have to invest in an index where I just can concentrate on my entrepreneurial stuff a day and know I participate somehow in the market. So the next day, I searched for solutions like this and there were none. And with this, Nelty was born. And we committed ourselves to really build on-chain index products, which let anyone participate in the market without the struggles of finding the right projects, finding the right community, finding the right founder team, etc., etc., because you're always invested into the top 10 assets or the top X assets of a specific sector in the Web3 space. 
So is this what you mean when you say that Nelthi prioritizes no barrier entry, shared risk, safe storage, and transparency? Exactly, because summary, if we're speaking about NFTs, for example, you have to imagine that the top 10 collection, the lowest one is worth at least $5,000. So without $5,000, you are not participating in the top 10 NFT market, which means the entry barriers are pretty high, but this is not enough because even the Christie CEO, I think, he got like 10 apes were stolen from his account. There's a lot of mess and fraud going on. People sending links, people trying to connect with your wallet, all these kind of difficulties. If you want to diversify in the market, you need a huger amount of money because it's not just that you pay $5,000 for the lowest into the top 10. It's also that you need more of them. So we are speaking about 100000 200000 $500,000 because the board ape currently costs around $100,000 with one token which holds physically all these assets. You just need to buy $5, $10, $100, and you get direct exposure to the underlying assets. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. In this world of technology, where everything is available at your fingertips, what would you say makes your business unique? Especially in a world where everything is available, we have to be very attentive with our time. And we have to ask ourselves, what do I want to spend time on, what not? And that's why we provide a solution, a very suitable solution for this problem, because you can invest and you can forget. And our product is not static and very centralized. It's on-chain and smart and rebalancing itself autonomously and automatically. So you don't have to be worried that you are holding tomorrow's loser, probably, or maybe, but you can allow yourself to really chill down, keep calm, buy into the market, grow with the market, but you do not have to waste time on unnecessary decisions, unnecessary research. And of course, you also do not have all the emotional stress. So if I was interested in investing in these ETFs for NFTs, what is one piece of advice you would give me? If you want to invest in an index token, there is no so much advice. I would search for, <laughs> and I mean, of course, we are delivering all these qualities, but I would search for someone who is on chain. Why? Because we have seen with FTX and Sam Hackman that it's necessary to be sure about where the funds are located. I would search for someone who can rebalance it dynamically, that you do not only have a static representation of the market, but a representation which evolves dynamically with the market. I would also search for a solution which is open to the community. What I mean by that is that you maybe can redeem or deposit NFTs directly to the vault so that you're participating. And that's my transition to the last point. With NFTs, if we're speaking exactly about this sector of the Web3 space, there are a lot of utilities going on. And utilities are, for most of the people, one of the main parts why they buy an NFT. And what can utilities be? It's you get an airdrop for free, which is worth thousands of dollars later. You get access to a specific community. You have access to community fests, like fest, for example, in New York City, stuff like that. And if you invest in an index product, I would search for a provider who also let you participate in all these underlying utilities. It hasn't to be one by one, but somehow you should try to find one who is letting give you access to these airdrops, give you access maybe to one of these communities, give you access to an ape fest, for example. That's some excellent advice, some excellent insight. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's just talk a little bit about your entrepreneur journey. I mentioned earlier that you've started several companies and of course you're doing well with Nelthi. What are some of the challenges you've had in setting up or becoming an entrepreneur? Not all of them were so successful. I mean, saying there was an exit is not always that you made a bunch of money. Sometimes it's just that you can leave a company in a good way. And of course, if you are doing a lot, there is some dust. 
But if you ask me about specific advice, I would say that at the end of the day, you have to concentrate on the perfect market product founder fit. And that was something I learned very late because everyone is speaking about hard work and everything works. But I think hard work is only one pillar of a three-legged chair. So there's hard work, but there's also that you should work with the right people and more important, the right thing to work on. Because no matter how good you're doing something, it doesn't become more important through this. And you can actually save a lot of time if you are not going back and forth, traveling around, finding just starting and then realizing that this wasn't the right direction. But instead of preparing yourself pretty well and ask yourself, okay, what do I want to work on? Who are the people who will join me on this journey and will work with me on this? And then you have to work as hard as possible. And that results in, the, as I said, the perfect market product founder fit is the market, the right market for me, and is it a market with an exponential growth curve? Is it a market which will grow over the next period or over the next decade? Is the product I'm building, filling a gap in this market, and am I the right founder for this product in terms of knowledge and specific skills, etc., etc. In terms of advice, I would say it makes sense to sit down and prepare a lot of the fundamental things. What do I work on with who and how hard can I work on it? And am I the right person to work on this? And if you set this up, there's a quote from Naval I really like, impatient with actions, but patience with results, which means that if you have the right setup, of course you can, or you should directly shoot actions and you should just go for it. But if you have not done it, you should be a little bit more patient and try to figure this out. And you shouldn't be patient with the results because the results are not there tomorrow or not the next year. Maybe it's all about compound interest. And and there will be one day where you will be rewarded extremely as an entrepreneur, but there will be many days where you just lay on the ground and trying to survive. I love that. That's so true. And I think what you said, they're also looking to make sure that you are filling a gap. You're not creating a product that there's no demand for. You're looking where's the gap, where's the need, and then filling that gap. Of course, hard work, as you mentioned, goes into it, but then also being patient and waiting for the reward, not expecting to become rich overnight because there's a lot of hard work that goes in before you see the success. The good thing is, as entrepreneur, you only have to be right once, right? So you have many tries and you can try it and you can try it. You can improve yourself. You can improve the, the business model. And then you only need really one time where you're successful, which will reward you in, in an unproportional way that yet you will be fine with it. Well, so far, it's been an excellent, interesting discussion. Ludwig, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your experience. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I will ask you some rapid fire questions, our version of a game show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Now you mentioned earlier that you love to read and you've read many books. What is one book that you would recommend as a must read? The Daily Stoic. Excellent. What is one quote you live by? Activity beats inactivity every time. Brilliant. I love that. What does your morning routine look like? I'm waking up very early. I drink some water. I meditate for around 50 minutes and then hit the gym, I would say, most of the days of the week. At least five. Very good. What is one thing you do every day, no matter how busy you are? There is an O2 trainer. It trains your lungs. It's from uh, Bus Rudin, who is an MMA pro. And I'm doing this because I feel that it helps me a lot. And no matter how tired I am using this O2 trainer, but I got not paid or something to say this. It's my one day routine I'm doing every day. It's an O2 trainer to, for your lungs. Exactly. Exactly. 
you're sitting down with a specific movement and you're breathing heavily and it trains your lungs and your endurance and everything. Well, thank you for playing along. That was the end of the game show. You did well. It was easy enough. Now, before we wrap up, I'd like to do our green pull moment. What green pull advice would you give to your youngest self? I would definitely jump back to the thing I already mentioned. And this is that I would spend more attention on what I work on instead of how hard I can work and how fast I can start. Because if you are finding the right product market fit, no one will outperform you because it's very difficult to compete with someone who is authentic in a specific field. And as I was young, I just thought I have to found the first company. I have to be out there. I have to show up. I have to really get something done. I mean, it worked out at least a little bit for me, but I think in this time and in the current situation, we are macroeconomical. It could make a lot of sense to focus on what I work instead of just how hard I can work and how fast I can start. Some very good advice for your younger self. And considering how young you are, that's already some good learning that you've had in your career. One thing I would add, if I'm allowed to. Of course. I'm speaking a lot about the network effect. And what it means is that if with every new participant, the network becomes more valuable. And if I could do something again, and I wouldn't be an English native speaker, I would speak or definitely try to set up my whole business in English because I believe that over the next 10 or 20 years, maybe a little bit longer, we only speak English and Chinese anymore because every new participant will use a language which is already used. And if I could also advise this, not only the word worked on, but be international right from the beginning because we become more and more borderless. There's no doubt. Absolutely. That's very valuable insights. You're right. The world is becoming smaller all the time with some specific languages, I guess English being one of them. Chinese because of the population size, right? Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing thoughts and ideas with us. And I've learned something from you today. And I'm so sure our listeners are going to learn a few lessons and a few tricks from you. Uh, so that was excellent. But before we say goodbye, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? And we'll also put this in the show notes. So the best way to connect with me is about LinkedIn or Instagram. It's Ludwig Schrödel. As you already said, of course, every information about the product that you can find on Nelthy.com or NelthyXYZ, just a different type of domain ending. And yeah, I would be happy if someone reaches out and, and connect with us. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for joining me today. I will wish you all the very best and I will definitely be following your journey as well. Thank you very much, Marie. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.